everyone, Kelby Bachman here to make a quick announcement before we get started. I have partnered with Gina Perry and Beat the Streets National in hopes to help raise money for their Gear Up campaign. The Gear Up campaign aims to provide youth with a new pair of wrestling shoes, headgear, and workout clothing. We've all been touched by wrestling in some shape or form, so now let us provide the same gift wrestling gave us to those who need it most. And today, November 30th, is the last day to donate. You can donate at national.beatthestreets.org slash letstalkwrestling or help spread the word about the Gear Up campaign. You can find the link and more information about the campaign in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. Now, let's talk some wrestling. <laughs> hey, yeah. You don't have to love me. You don't even have to like me. But you will respect me. You know why? Because I'm a boss. Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. And the song you just heard is Bossy, featuring Too Short by Khalees. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Becca Roper. Becca is the epitome of if you have a passion, don't ever stop pursuing it. You will be able to hear her passion for the sport of wrestling throughout this interview. Becca grew up in Georgia, and unfortunately, girls wrestling wasn't sanctioned at the time. But that didn't stop her from chasing her dream of one day competing on the mat. Finally, in October 2021, she laced up her shoes and towed the line for her first ever wrestling match. We discussed this and much, much more in this episode that I know you are going to love. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Becca Roper. I, well, I know you're from Georgia. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Georgia originally. Um, and we, my husband, at the time he wasn't my husband, he got the job offer and um, he took it and we moved up and we've been here. This is our eighth season. So, All right. yeah. yeah. And so um, my, one of the questions I had for you was, um, how are you so passionate about the sport like what started that you know I know you probably get this a lot but you know what kind of started it and kept it burning for so long and still burns to this day you know so I grew up around the sport um my dad wrestled my mom's brothers wrestled my parents actually met through wrestling my mom was um at the time they called it mat made um she was a mat made and my dad was a wrestler so they met through that um you know, and then my dad went on to coach. Um, and then as my brother and I got older and started getting more involved in sports, he um, stopped coaching and he would officiate. Um, he did that for a little while. And then um, they actually started a youth club for my brother because at the time um, our area didn't have one. And so they started uh, West Walton Wrestling. Um, and then you know, I mean, I've just been around the sport my entire life, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the time I was in diapers, I always <laughs> wanted to wrestle, but my dad wouldn't let me because at the time, you know, women's wrestling was not what it is today. And he is very old school and was like, you're not wrestling the boys. Um, had I been 10 years younger, mm-hmm. I'm sure that would have been a completely different story. But in the nineties and early two thousands, you know, it was just taboo. Right. Um, but yeah, I've been, I tried to be involved in any way that I could, whether it be, um, a manager or taken score or, um, in high school, I earned my gas money for the week by driving my brother two hours on Sundays to, um, Arturo's, uh, the wrestling, uh, center, um, for practice. <laughs> and so, you know, I just, I grew, I grew up around it. I yeah. only dated wrestlers when I was in high school and. <laughs> You know, it's just 
it's in my blood. It's yeah. my uncles wrestled for Georgia Tech back when they had a program under um, Waterloo native Lowell Lange, um, huh. who's a legend. <laughs> um, he wrestled for a lot of people who are not native to Iowa might not know. There is a Cornell College in Mount Vernon, Iowa. It's a mm-hmm. small school. And Lowell wrestled there under the 1947 Dream Team. Um, back wow. then, NCAAs didn't have separate divisions. All the schools wrestled against each other. And that small Cornell College won the national tournament. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's my life is definitely full circle in that sense. Um, who would have thought that I'd be living in Waterloo uh, now, you know? So, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that you got that you became such a huge wrestling fan and you're surrounded by the sport in Georgia of all places. You know, Georgia's not really a known hotbed for for wrestling. You know, so oh, how did yeah. that kind of all get started? You know, like where did the origin of that? Um, so my brother, my brother wrestled. I mean, I remember when we were really little, uh, my brother would beg my dad to let him wrestle. And my dad was terrified that he would get burnt out. So they actually did not let my brother wrestle until he was like nine or 10, Mm -hmm. um, just because my dad did not want him getting burnt out. So my brother and I would move furniture in the living room and have our own matches (laughs) and I would beat the heck out of him. Um, you know, don't worry. He, he gave it back to me when yeah. he hit high school, you know, and those hormones hit and he no, was no longer my little brother anymore, you know, but um, yeah, I, that's really where it started from. I mean, in our living room growing mm. up, just, I loved it. Um, and then I loved cheering for my brother. I was at everything. Like I said, a little bit earlier, I took him to practices when I have my license and um, we traveled everywhere, Virginia beach, Tulsa, mm. Ohio tournament of champions. You know, I mean, we were all over the place for wrestling. Um, you know, our, our family vacations were whenever we would go up for Virginia beach back when Virginia beach was in the summertime, they changed it to the spring. I'm not sure when mm-hmm. um, I know when I was in high school, was in the spring, but growing up, it was in the summer. And so we would take, you know, a a 10 day vacation and go up to Virginia beach. We could have like four days prior to the wrestling, you know, or after the wrestling, I can't remember which one. Mm -hmm. Um, and everything was, was planned around wrestling, um, my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. That, and and you were there every step of the way. Did you do any other sports? Like, did you try anything? And you just like, Yeah, I, I, I played soccer um, and I did competition cheerleading. Um, I loved it. I loved cheerleading. Um, I loved soccer. I always got yellow cards and red cards, though, because I was so aggressive. Um, at my banquet in high school, one of the coaches was introducing me and he was describing each of us before he would say our name. And he was describing me as the one that you put out there and you never know what she's going to do. She could slide tackle the person she could wrap elbows and straight just punch them to the ground i mean you, you never knew what you were going to get with me mm-hmm. uh, if they caught me on a bad day i was a defender i mean i was just very aggressive mm-hmm. very very aggressive. <laughs> um you know i just thought of this if you you would drive your brother to practice by yourself it would just be the two of you mm-hmm. did you like secretly bring a pair of wrestling shoes and and get on the mat and practice at all No, 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 I wish I was actually talking to one of my brother's um, coaches growing up, Dustin Kawa. He um, owns takedown sportswear. Mm. And he was like, man, we should have given you some some wrestling (laughs) shoes and gotten you on the mat when Mm. you were little. I was like, oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. But, you know, just. I I mean, girls wrestling was so taboo, especially in Georgia, like all of the people who are the main supporters behind getting it sanctioned in Georgia, even those guys who were so involved and they're so great back then, they would have told you, oh, girls wrestling, that's, that's, I doubt we'll see girls wrestling girls, you know, that's, that's not a thing. And so I think it was really just the time period that I grew up, you know, Mm -hmm. it just, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a thought for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll second that because I'm 30. So we grew up basically, you know, the same time frame. So yes, I mean, even around here, every now and again, you'd see one or two, you know, girls wrestling. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, 
but to your what, what you're saying also is interesting because of how much support has been given to it once it kind of started the movement once you know women's and girls wrestling started like all of a sudden wrestlers are behind it but i don't know where did that kind of shift it's weird because like you, you were saying before it's not like they were oh we want we might not see that uh, and then all of a sudden they're like yeah let's grow the sport and I know. So I think a lot of it came from women's being added in the Olympics in um, 2000, I think was the the first year, maybe 2004 Mm -hmm. um, was the first um, time that they had it. And then you remember when the um, International Olympic Committee was talking about getting rid of wrestling in the Olympics. And I think a lot of the push for women's wrestling came from the effort to save Olympic wrestling as a whole. And they're like, well, no, 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 we've got women's wrestling. You know, you can't, you can't kill two, two sports essentially because men's and women's right. And so, well, I guess three, because Greco too. But, (laughs) But I think that, um, that is when a lot of eyes started opening and people were like, wait a second, we have to have women's wrestling in order to save our sport at the Olympic level. And then now as it's the ball just really got, got going, people are like, oh, there's more to this. There's more opportunities. We should really do this. Why not? Why not? This is great for the sport as a whole. And now you see that high school and colleges, and it's just continued to build. Um, it's been beautiful to watch, but I really think that ball initially started getting, getting rolling with them adding women's Mm -hmm. uh, wrestling to the Olympics. And then the idea that there might not be wrestling in the Olympics. And everybody was like, Oh no, that is not an option. (laughs) That is a really good point. I never kind of connected the two, but that is a really interesting point. I think that was a really big eye opener for the sport and people involved that, you know, we obviously the people in the sport took it very seriously, but the outside world did not see it the way, the way we do from the inside. So that's really, it's really interesting. Yeah, we're not a mainstream sport yet. Yet. Yeah. 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 Um, Gosh, yeah. Like you said, all of a sudden, just women's wrestling just started to snowball. It's just, geez, it's everywhere. So, yeah. And then now, um, you know, Iowa's first program. What a... When is you and I, are are they kind of, you know, a lot of people are clamoring for you and I to to start a woman's program. Is that, you know, something that is gaining traction? Um, I think so. I think with Jillian's video, a lot of people on Twitter probably saw her letter um, to David Harris, the athletic director. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was a huge step in the right direction. Um, And he actually met over the phone, I'm pretty sure, with Jillian mm-hmm. and and told her monster, as some people know her by. Um, she's a beast on the mat, um, beats me up. But anyways, um, he actually told her, um, it, I could be quoting wrong, but I'm That's pretty okay. sure he said three to five years was the goal for having a women's program, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I know that all of the coaches at UNI have been in full support of it. It was more waiting on the school because if anybody knows anything about college athletics, your coaches can want it all day long, but if you don't have the support from the mm-hmm. administration and and all like that, you're not going to get very far with it. And mm-hmm. so I think Jillian's letter and it being so heartfelt um, and saying, you know, not every little girl wants to wrestle for Iowa um, or to be a Hawkeye was how can that not pull on your heartstrings, you know, as an athletic director. And so I think that you and I is really open to um, providing an opportunity for women um, here in the near future, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what does, I'm curious also what, what's your future hold in the sport? You know, like what, what is your ultimate goal? I've, I've always wondered, you know, since I've started to follow you, like what, what's the end goal for you? Um, so as far as competition goes, Mm -hmm. the end goal for me is in 2026, I will qualify for UWW's veteran division. And for those that are not familiar, veteran does not mean, um, you (laughs) served. It -hmm. means that you're 35 and above. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that there will be enough traction in women's wrestling that UWW will bring back the women's veterans division, Mm -hmm. um, by then. And I'll be able to compete for a veteran's world title wow 
Nice. Yeah. And then, and you're not looking past that's kind of where your sights are set right now for competition. Cool. Now, as far as between now and then, um, I love giving back. I enjoy training. Um, my husband and I are, are practicing twice a week right now. Um, so I really enjoy that. It's a great stress relief. And then, um, I also like to travel a lot. And mm -hmm. so in the summers when he does his camps, I now can go and can be a body for the females to wrestle with. You know, I'm not to the point where I can coach yet. I don't know that much about technique, even though I've been around mm -hmm. the sport my entire life. Um, I haven't been in it as a wrestler on the mat. I've only done that for a year now. And so I'm not to the point where I'm comfortable to coach or, or teach technique, but I am comfortable enough to where I can be a good practice partner, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I enjoy doing that um, with him. It's a great bonding experience for us. Um, and I, I just, every time I'm on the mat, it just fills mm -hmm. me with so much joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, and your relationship with Lee is an interesting dynamic because, it, you know, I kind of read an article that, um, you know, he's leaving on recruiting trips and he's doing this and going and and you just get it and you're very supportive and you may go a while. What I think what the article say it was Des Moines Register um, a year without going on a date, <clears throat> you oh, know, yeah. but like your date is almost like practice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is. It is. And we've turned, that's why it's been so great for our relationship because now we've got a different dynamic to our relationship and it's been beautiful. And I've also been able to see him as a coach, you know, not from an outsider looking in, watching him coach guys. Right. I actually get to see him from the coach athlete relationship mm -hmm. and perspective, which has been phenomenal. And a lot of our date nights, like I was just looking at uh, text messages the other day between Robert and I and, um, he texted me and was like, hey, date night tonight at the house. We can watch Iowa State versus Mizzou duel. I was like, I'm in, you know, <laughs> so we, we try to make date nights around stuff that we enjoy, whether it's mm -hmm. watching film him, you know, watching a tournament with guys recruiting, whatever it may be. We, we try to fit it in or us on the mat for an hour, you know, during the mm -hmm. week. That's how we get our date night in. That's how we get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, my wife you know, she's, she's not a huge wrestling fan. She's because I like it so much. She's drawn to it, but she sometimes offers a different perspective. When we watch, do you find yourself doing that? Like you're seeing things that he might not be seeing when you're watching recruits or watching duels. Absolutely. Yeah. And with, um, with him teaching, coaching me, like I'll ask, I'll word things in a different way, a question in a different way. And he's like, oh, I've never thought of it that way. That's actually a good way. I'm going to teach this this way now, you know, mm -hmm. because you gave me a different perspective. Um, I think that comes from me being such an infant baby wrestler and being new to the sport. But then also as a female perspective, too, um, he hasn't had the opportunity to coach females in the way that he has males, you know? And so I think our brains for sure, I know our brains for sure work differently, you know, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. the way God made us. And so I think that that's added different dynamics, whether it be in the coaching perspective, or like you were saying from watching film or recruiting and, you know, it's just gives a, a new, a new dynamic for him to look at. Wow. Yeah. Um, do you, so, you know, you kind of talked about how you, you're not there to coach yet. Is that something that you, you might see yourself foresee in the future? Oh, for sure. Really? Um, yeah. I yeah. Figured. And I've been, I've been asked, um, and it, it hurt my heart to turn it down. Um, however, I'm just not comfortable enough with my mm -hmm. skills and my time. I, I'm so strapped for time between the museum and then being a dog mom and being a, a, mm -hmm. a wife, you know, a coach's wife. I just, I'm really strapped with time. And um, I didn't think that it would be fair for me to commit to something that I just don't have the time to give it that I know that it deserves. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, knowing your limits, you know, that's, that's good. Um, it, it also, what I just thought of was like, Iowa, not only did they bring a women's program, but they brought a woman in to coach it. And I thought that was kind of a big deal. You know, they didn't bring, you know, a male in to coach the women. It was Clarissa Chun. Who is an amazing human. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is a great wrestler. She has all of the accolades, but the, the most important to me is that she's a great human and mm -hmm. she 
they couldn't have hired better. She's yeah. perfect for the job. And then um, Gary Mayab, her assistant, another phenomenal hire. He's a great human as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very knowledgeable. They both look at the sport as an art. Um, and Interesting. Yes. yes, yes. And and they Iowa could not have chosen mm-hmm. better for their coaches. They, mm-hmm. Great, 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 great. What what have you been up to? I know so you've been out at Penn State lately, the Ohio State, you were there. What what have you been doing traveling around? So um when is this gonna be aired? <laughs> um so November. Okay. Okay. We're good. It'll be public by then. So we're going to have an event November 5th in Pittsburgh and it's Mm -hmm. called an evening with Dan Gable and wrestling legends. Um, and it's a fundraiser for the museum. Um, and it's also to promote the sport in Pennsylvania as a whole. And so we went around, we went first, the first night when I got there, we met with, it's a new chapter wrestlers and business Pittsburgh. We met with those guys and they're helping with the event. They're awesome really great, great, great people. And then the following day on Wednesday, we Mm -hmm. went to Ohio State and met with Tom Ryan and got some good interviews with him, Um, really enjoyed it. And we wanted to kind of establish the museum's relationship with with Tom in the sense that if this event goes well in Pittsburgh, that opens up opportunities for us to do more events similar to this in other Mm -hmm. states you know, and so that could establish for Ohio in the future because Ohio is a hotbed for wrestling and who Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to do an event out there. And plus Tom with his connection with Dan, you know, it was great. Um, I can't thank coach Ryan enough for being so welcoming and allowing us to come in and being open and honest with us in the interview and showing us around. And then um, the following day, we got to interview Kurt Angle in Pittsburgh. (laughs) And that was awesome. We we met him at um, Wrestling with Virtue Wrestling Center there in Cannonsburg. Um, really appreciate uh, everybody out there who let us in. They were so hospitable and um, we just we enjoyed it. And mm. Kurt is awesome. He's inducted into our George Tragos Luthes Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. And so that was really cool to get some perspective from him. But then he also got to share some really cool stories with um, Coach Gable and coaching him on the world team and stuff and so that was great and then um the following day we went to uh penn state happy valley Mm -hmm. um that was my first time out there as well and that was great coach casey cunningham was awesome um he's who i worked with to set that up and it was the last rtc practice before they left for worlds and the whole room was there it was incredible like Mm -hmm. i was just like a kid in a candy store i was like (laughs) didn't know where to look it was awesome i we actually got to watch kale drill for a little bit which was great Mm -hmm. he was like goofing off while he was drilling it was just i was like oh wow you know the public doesn't get to see that side and Mm -hmm. the the coaches were just so kind and amazing and welcoming and um you know, they, they treated us like we were family. Coach Casey even said to me, he was like, you should have brought your shoes. You could have gotten on the mat with some of our girls. I was like, oh my gosh, why did I leave them at the house? And so I, I told him, I was like, well, next summer I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come to an RTC practice and bring my shoes. Um, and so I do, I'm holding coach Casey mm-hmm. to his word. And mm-hmm. next summer for an RTC practice, I'm going to come back and get on the mat um, with some of their uh, women's RTC athletes. And it was great. Um, you know, it, it was so cool getting to see their room. It's so nice. I mean, so is Ohio State. I mean, you know, compared to to you and I, you know, we're small, we're small potatoes where most people probably don't know. We are Big 12 for wrestling, but that is it. We are not mm-hmm. Big 12 for any other sports. So we don't get that Big 12 football money, you know, from the TV deals. And um, so it was just really cool to be in that environment and 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 to see the support that they all have from the communities. And um, like I said, they were so welcoming and, and it was humbling and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then um, Thursday night, we actually, got to meet or Friday night. I'm sorry. We got to meet, um, Gina Perry, Rich Perry's wife and their daughter, Maya. Mm. Um, Maya just started wrestling, I believe last year or maybe the year before she's pretty new into it and, um, she's loving it. And I actually brought her the same shirt, the Iowa women's shirt that you're oh, wearing. Cool, yeah. 
I had Clarissa autograph it for her. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. It was a, a beautiful experience. It was a dream trip. I mean, most mm. wrestling people would kill to have a trip like that, you know, um, getting to see all those senior level guys in the room. I mean, my jaw was dropped the whole time. Mm. David Taylor, Kyle Snyder, Thomas Gilman, you know, Jake Farner, um, you know, Zane. It was just, it was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> how did you climb the ladder like the like you have, you know, um, like you started just driving your brother to practice and here you are going on these trips like what what advice do you give or how did you climb the ladder like you like you have? Um, so a lot of that was being at the right time at the right place. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I'm a nobody from nowhere. I'm not, I'm not anything special. Um, and I, I got the job at the museum because, uh, Jim Miller, who is the director and my boss, he's awesome. Best mm-hmm. boss in the world. Um, he, when he took over for Kyle Klingman, who works at Flow Wrestling now. Um, he one of the stipulations he had before he would take the job, like in his agreement to taking the job, was that he would be able to hire an assistant. And he called me up in June of 2019 and was like, Hey, I um it's not public yet, but I'm getting the job as the director at the Dan Gable Museum. And um I asked for a position for an assistant and I would really like to interview you if you would be interested in in the position and I was like oh heck yes Mm -hmm. and so we scheduled I came down for an interview it lasted five minutes um (laughs) you know he asked me he was like so how are you with people I was like oh I'm great you know I've been a bartender Mm -hmm. and a server for years I love people he was like how are you with um social media I was like oh you know I don't know much about running a business page but I'm good with social media and creating content and Mm -hmm. he was like so how do you feel about designing merchandise and gear I was like oh I've been making hand-painted shirts for my brother for years (laughs) since I was in middle school I'm good with that and he was like okay great you're hired I was like yes and so we've just kind of been um we had no clue what we were doing but Mm -hmm. we've been going balls to the wall so to speak and 100 miles an hour and leading with our hearts and, you know, really just trying to grow the sport. And I think because we've been doing it for the right reasons and, and we've been putting our heart into it and putting in the hard work and the effort that we've had success because of that. And it's, um, you know, Jim always says that he likes this job a heck of a lot more than coaching just for the simple fact that we never lose, you know, we (laughs) never lose. We're always, we're always winning. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's been beautiful. It's been a great opportunity. Um, I'm very thankful for, to Jim for the opportunity to the national wrestling hall of fame for the opportunity, um, and the support. And I, I know both of us, we, we just feel very blessed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He didn't do much losing either. So <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> um, gosh, yeah, that's and I think like what struck me was you said you do it for the right reasons. And I think that's a big part, big part of it. And I think that sometimes might get lost, lost in the in the shuffle a little bit, but yeah, doing doing it for the right reasons is definitely, I think, a reason why women's wrestling is also on its way up. And your, you know, the Dan Gable Museum uh, is pretty awesome. It is do, awesome. do, do you give tours? Yes, we do. We do. We do. Do you? Um, do I? Yeah. Yes. If somebody yeah. requests, but Jim is really the, he's, he's the man for that. <laughs> you know, like I'm, he's so good at mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I, I prefer to be behind the camera, taking pictures, you know, small mm. talk. That's, that's my cup of tea, <laughs> but yes, I will do tours as well, but I'm, I'm not as good as Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, that's cool. And it, it sounds like a good time. If anyone, you know, is in the area it, it's in, is it in Waterloo or Cedar Falls? It's in Waterloo. It's in so Waterloo. Okay. We're right, right across the street from the Cedar Valley Sportsplex and the single speed brewery, mm-hmm. which makes the Dan Gable beer. So oh, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. People need to get down there and check that yes. out. It's a, it's a cool every place. Every beer that you have <laughs> inside of Single Speed in Waterloo that's poured on tap, a dollar gets donated to the museum. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What's it? Do you have anything big in the works for the museum? 
Oh, um, I mean, talk the, about, event, I guess. <laughs> the, the event in November, for sure. Mm. Um, we're really excited about that. We're hoping that we can get some Pennsylvania legends out there. Um, and, uh, you know, other than that, we we have our Hall of Fames every year. And I mean, we're always working on something. Mm. Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to dive into a little bit about your first match because you said you have finally competed um coming up on a year ago um you know i, I kind of wrote down here that most of us when we have our first match you know we're young we're like you know i was five so i don't remember my emotions i don't i mean i was just like can we go out there and wrestle like what was it like for you your first match at you were 30 correct yeah you know so you you remember it and uh it just Take me through that. Um, it was beautiful. It was the yeah. best day ever. Yeah. Um, so my little brother flew into town. I mean, he's not so little anymore. He's 28. <laughs> but, you know, I always refer to him as my little brother. But he flew into town from Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, he used to work for NC State's athletic department, but just recently um, is in seminary school at the Master's University in California. Um, but he flew in and he came to the museum the next day and um this was the day of my match and i had um like nervous energy but mm. i was like so pumped it wasn't like i was like oh i'm not ready for this i was ready for it i was just yeah. like man the time has taken so <laughs> so long for it to get here you know and um i did light stuff because i had asked roper i was like oh you know do i need to work out or anything before he was like no 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 you know just relax he was like we'll worry about i'll get you warmed up beforehand he was like but you don't need to go hard or anything because i was like oh should i get on the bike in the morning and he was like no becca just just calm down I, but i was so just ready to go you know mm -hmm. and then um, we went down to Des Moines early. Um, a couple of my girlfriends, there was about six of us. We rented an Airbnb house and <laughs> they all came to watch me. It was great. And, um, got my hair braided. And then we, or, well, actually before we went down to Des Moines, I took my brother by West gym and gave him a tour of, of West gym, mm -hmm. you know, so he could see it. Cause it's uh, almost a hundred year old building for those that don't know. It was built in 1925. So incredibly historic. Um, it was actually where the 1950, uh, NCAA nationals were held and you and I won it that year. Really? So cool. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, we went to you and I, and then we headed down to Des Moines. And I mean, I was just like, I was ready to go, you mm -hmm. know, like just, I was ready. And then we got there and my brother was laughing at me because me and Billy, the girl who I wrestled, um, or the woman, I should say that I wrestled, mm -hmm. um, we were chatting and Will was like, you're over there. I was like, you're <laughs> best friends with her and you're about to wrestle. Come on, Becca. Like, you, you can't do that. And I was like, no, it's fine. We're good. We're good. Like we'll, we'll be, we'll scrap when it's time to scrap, but why can't I talk to her? You know? And I think that's just the difference between females and males, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and she was nervous too. You know, we both were like just nervous, pin up energy, ready to go. Um, and it was, you, you know, we were the first match, um, yes. you know, which I was like, at first I was like, oh, I can't believe we're the first match. But then after I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of glad about this because now I don't have to sit here and my nerves getting more nervous, you know, mm -hmm. watching people. Um, it was great. Um, I had a smile on my face the entire time. Um, I did not look tough and I didn't look like I was, you know, like there was nothing to be intimidated by. Like I was just like, yeah, um, but it was great. It was so much fun. I lost, but, um, you know, I, I, I beat her up Poor thing. She had, uh, like a busted lip and a busted nose and a black eye, I think for me cross facing her, um, you know, but it was, it was great. It was, mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed every, every second of it. Um, wouldn't trade it for the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I got done, everybody could not believe they were like, Oh, you know, I'm so proud of you, but I'm so sorry you lost. And I was like, why are you sorry? Like, this was the best day of my life. There's yeah. nothing to be sorry about. I didn't, but I think what a lot of people didn't understand is that I went into this and a lot of it has to do with Roper, our conversation about it. He told me, he said, if you're going into this to win, you're going in for the wrong reasons. If you're going into this to have an opportunity to be on the mat and to be a wrestler, then you're doing it for the right reasons. He was like, wow. but you don't need to go into this with your only goal being to win. Um, he was like, otherwise you're, 
it's just, it's going to change your mindset. And I really thought about that. And I was like, you know what? He's right. This has nothing to do with whether I win or lose. It's all about me um, towing the line and, and being a wrestler and stepping out on the mat and leaving it all out on the mat and having an absolute blast while doing it. It was so much joy filled my heart. And mm-hmm. it just, it's hard to describe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That that's some great advice for one, you know, that, people do get caught up in the win and the loss and that ruins their experience a little bit. And for you, since it was such a special experience, you know, I'm happy that you were able to, you know, to share it and have the, have a positive experience. I've never heard anyone talk about a wrestling match the way you just did. It's, 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 it's like you said, it's joy It's joyous, you know, like this is the way I wish everyone would talk about it. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm so happy for you. That would, that would be awesome. So, oh yeah. And, and that's why I think when people ask me um, a lot, if I could go back and change anything, like would I, and I, I used to say, yes, you know, mm-hmm. I would be, I would stand my ground when I told my parents I wanted to wrestle, you know, I just wouldn't have stopped hounding them. But now there, honestly, there's nothing I would change because it's my biggest blessing and my biggest motivator now to help grow the sport. And I wouldn't have that joy if I would have had that opportunity. And so I think God, you know, sometimes he has to put us through struggles in order for us to appreciate the beauty Mm -hmm. um, that life has to offer. And if I would not, if that wouldn't have been a struggle for me, I wouldn't view my match and being able to wrestle and being a wrestler now with the same amount of joy that I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'm just dissecting. I'm digesting that. Cause yeah, that that's very, yeah. You're, you just seem like a trailblazer right now. You know, like you're just like, and, and you're right. I think, you know, if you would have had a different experience when you were younger and actually been involved in wrestling where, you know, you might, yeah, who knows, but instead now you have this path and you're on this, yeah, this just beeline for this path of just like growing the sport and the women's wrestling and yeah, sorry, I'm still just digesting all that. No, <laughs> it's very, it's awesome. Good. It's you're just, good. it's all positive. And um, yeah, I've never met anyone as positive and upbeat and like, woo. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> right. I've got that. I've got a fire for women's wrestling. And right. it, you know, it, it, it gets me pumped up. Like when Iowa announced that they were going to have um, a power, you know, the first power five school to have women's. And I knew it was coming. Like Dan had told Jim and I, I posted a video before my match of Dan, like going over an ankle pick with me and everything. Mm. And it was so amazing. Mm -hmm. But that day Dan had told us that it was going to be coming and that they were going to be announcing. And, you know, I I felt joy. It was awesome. But when they announced it, I just bawled like a baby. Like it was, and I was like, I knew this was coming. Why am I so emotional? But it was just a hit different, you know, having it public and seeing it. And it was just like this feeling of, wow, you know, girls are going to actually be able to fulfill their dreams that they have when they're little to wrestle. They're, they they have an opportunity now. It's not mm-hmm. a, a dream that's not attainable. It is now attainable. And, um, you know, I hope that because I'm not just an Iowa women's wrestling fan. I'm a women's wrestling fan in general. So I hope that Penn state, Ohio state, you and I, Iowa state, I hope everybody, Oklahoma state, I hope everybody has a women's program. Mm -hmm. Um, My question is not, why should you have a a women's wrestling program? It's why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? You know? Yeah. And and to your point, um, for you and I, the, the, the big question or the big statement was not everyone wants to go to Iowa. And that is very true. Not everyone wants to come to Iowa as much as we all want to say, yeah, Hey, if you want to wrestle, come to Iowa, there are people who don't, and that's fine. That's fine. But let's, you know, allow them a different, different space to go or a different college to go to then. Absolutely. And you want to know one of the like cool things I already loved Clarissa before this, but when she did this, it just, you know, I was like, oh, I I didn't think I could love you anymore, but here I am. I do. (laughs) Um, She actually retweeted Jillian's tweet. Um, It was a little graphic and it had, you know, the purple UNI logo. And it said, because not every little girl wants to be a Hawkeye. And Clarissa retweeted that. I was Mm -hmm. like, 
Man, you know, because she she's she's looking at it the same way that I think all of us are, is that we want more opportunities, more opportunities. Mm -hmm. Why? Why are we going to um, set a boundary? There should be no boundary. Let's blow everything out of the water. Let's mm -hmm. all the schools have it, you know. Um, and so I think that that is a beautiful um, thing that Clarissa has as the first power one uh, or power five D one women's head wrestling coach. And um, I think that we we could not have picked a perfect trailblazer for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And you know, my, my cousin, um, she wrestles back in Monona at my hometown and um, she was at the Iowa wrestling camp, the women's wrestling camp. And she had a roommate from Oregon. There were women from Cal or girls from California, Texas. It was kind of crazy. There were what, 200, 200 girls there. And they were from all over. And speaking of Texas and California are both two powerhouses in women's wrestling and i want both of them to have a d1 program here pretty soon i mean mm -hmm. i know texas doesn't even have d1 men's but let's right. add it with women's come on right. to 12 university yes. of texas let's go where you at yeah yes yes in california same thing there's some studs there's one um coming to iowa and i can't believe I, i'm blanking on her name but yeah she's coming and she's a stud um is her name nyla uh, yes. Yes, I think so. So um, I want to also ask you your advice to, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we were kind of born into the sport. But what what advice do you have for girls out there who maybe not are involved in the sport of their families, not but they want to and they have that passion for wrestling and they want but they don't know where to begin? Um, I would say start local. Um <laughs> whether it's a youth club um, or it's your middle school or high school team, go out, talk to the coaches, tell them like, Hey, I don't know much, but I want to, I, I want to know more. And I guarantee you that they will flood you with opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and if they aren't, my next question would be find a local club in the area and go talk to the coach and, and tell them that you're reaching out for a resource and in my experience, when you reach out to a coach and let them know that you're looking for an opportunity or help to find a resource, they will go out of their way to try and make that happen for you. Um, you just have to be willing to ask. Um, you have to be willing to be vulnerable to put yourself out there, but I promise you will not regret it once you do. Um, the hardest step is always the first step. And so once you kind of get that out of the way, everything will start to fall into place for you um, and you'll find your place in the sport. They'll, they'll help you meet the right people and get involved with the right people to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To, to your point, once you do, I think it's scary that first step, but you would be surprised at how open people are like, yeah, come on down. Yeah, definitely. Wow. You want to, you want to wrestle? Cool. Okay. Like, and that's what my experience was when I was training because I was getting frustrated with Roper because his full-time job is coaching, right? right? You know, and it's not coaching me, but I was getting frustrated because I wasn't getting enough time in on the mat with him. And then he had an injury. Parker got him pretty good and um, he needed stitches, but we just super glued it together on his <laughs> forehead. You know, I mean, it's what it is. And um, I was able, because of that, I reached out to like Grandview University. They let me come work oh. out in their room. Um, big game. Let me come work Work out there. Ali Reagan was like open arms for that. Um, Waverly Shell Rock let me, which is like 30 minutes down the road, 20 minutes down the road from mm -hmm. us, let me come in. Um, Immortal Athletics, which is a local um, wrestling club in Cedar Falls area, they let me come out and work out. And then Lily Luft and Jillian Monster, mm. they did some workouts with me at UNI. Um, and so just by me putting myself out there and saying, hey, I Roper's hurt. He can't work out with me. I had so many people that were willing. I had a girl from Osage reach out and she was like, Hey, I'll, I'll work out with you. If you need somebody like just being able to be comfortable, being vulnerable, I think mm -hmm. is key because once you ask it, it's just going to flood in and you're going to end mm -hmm. up being like, wow, there's so many opportunities. I can't hit every, opportunity, <laughs> you know, which is, is a blessing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but just being vulnerable and, and that first step is the hardest. I, mm -hmm. but I can tell you, I'm so glad that I was vulnerable with that because who else gets to go to a college room, you know, a big game and work out with a world silver medalist. I mean, Allie Reagan was teaching me basics. Like yeah. what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, 
yeah, very fortunate, you know, all the wrestling and the sport right around there and the women too, you know, it's not like you were going and wrestling, wrestling the boys or the men, you had some stud women. Um, where, um, where did you meet your husband? Um, wrestling. So, uh, he's he from Georgia. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so in, in 2010, we're at the state tournament and I'm mm-hmm. sitting next to one of my best friends, Jesse and, and Kate, and my brother was wrestling in the state tournament, but you know, I was um, a freshman in college and I looked at Jesse and Kate and I pointed to Roper and this was his last year coaching um, high school, I believe, or might've been his first year as a um, under compound. Yeah, it was his first year as compound. And I pointed down and I was like, you see that coach over there? I'm going to marry him one day. And they were like, what? No way. (laughs) Hadn't even like met him yet, you know, like knew of him, but hadn't actually like met him. And so, yeah, I kind of called it. I was like, yeah. Were you serious when you said that? When you're like, I'm going to marry Oh, you. dead serious. Yeah? Dead serious. Really? I was like, I'm done. I just broke it up with the guy. And I was like, oh, I'm done with wrestlers. I'm moving on to coaches. And <laughs> I was looking and I was like, oh, that's the one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to marry that coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what's the state of wrestling like in Georgia then right now? Since you guys um, have left, you know, you said eight years you've been there. Yeah. In yeah. Um, so I would say... It's been a while since I've been back and submerged in the sport in Georgia, but I know that it's growing. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's on the up and coming um, and I hope it stays that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope it continues to trend upwards. Um, You know, a lot of pride for me was that the state of Georgia was sanctioned with women's high school wrestling before Iowa, you know, and I, I was like, that's insane, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was really awesome. Um, but this year, of course, it's going to be the first year that Iowa women's are sanctioned. So that's great and mm-hmm. a blessing and really happy about that. But I definitely think Georgia's on the rise. Um, I think some of the problems with Georgia wrestling for high school are things that um, a lot of people in the Georgia wrestling world see. Um, Georgia's got like eight classifications Mm. (laughs) and it's because of football you know and they're trying to get it changed and some of them merged for wrestling specifically but um it's really hard when wrestling is not um viewed in the same way that it is in iowa Mm -hmm. um you know um and so they're 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 having to explain things to a bunch of older football guys who are running the show. And mm-hmm. it's, um, I, I can imagine that that's a very frustrating thing to somebody who doesn't understand. It wasn't on the TV like it is in Iowa, you know, mm-hmm. Iowa public television. It was on every, you know, Friday, Saturday, Thursday night. They were mm-hmm. showing it, um, whether it be from high school all the way through college. And so people up here, it was in the culture, um, like the everyday culture. And people tailgate for Iowa wrestling <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um and in georgia it's not like that like the biggest culture shock for me coming up was that there were cheerleaders at the at duels like i was <laughs> like oh my gosh you know like <laughs> what the heck this is crazy and i think you know i mean i texted my mom and i was like mom it feels like this is the state qualifier tournament and it was just a duel, Mm -hmm. but so many people were there and it was packed out and wrestling's not like that in Georgia. You know, it's either, you know, qualifier state that are packed. It's we're not there yet. I Mm -hmm. hope we get there. I think it's in our future, but we're, we're still some years away from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that was the biggest culture shock for me was, realizing oh man people eat sleep and breathe wrestling up here it's a um you know people who don't wrestle understand wrestling whereas in georgia people who don't wrestle they Mm. don't even know what wrestling is they they assume we're talking about professional wrestling you know Mm -hmm. um and so i think that's the biggest difference is um there's not really casual fans in georgia not Mm -hmm. like there is in in iowa Mm -hmm. yeah true true We're, we're 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 lucky you know, and, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, like Ohio, lucky to be in that area. Um, Cause like you said, it's not like that everywhere. Yeah. 
And I can imagine it's difficult having eight football classes and trying to consolidate for wrestling. I never really kind of thought about it like that before, you know, in a hotbed football state, you know, trying to also have another sport with three classes. Yes. And it's just, you know, like I said, I can't even imagine what the leaders in the Georgia wrestling world are up against when it comes Mm -hmm. to trying to explain to people who never seen a wrestling match, how Mm -hmm. that is detrimental to the sport um, to have eight classifications, you know, Um, yeah, (laughs) they've got their work cut out for them. And I appreciate all that they put in um, because I know it's not easy Mm -hmm. Um, and they're doing a great job with what they have, the resources that they have. And I know that we will get there. It's just going to take going to take some time Mm -hmm. how how do you prioritize yourself in your life with your you know it it seems like you want to do so much for the sport but you only have 24 hours in a day so how, how do you how do you go through your day and your life Um, so that's been a big learning curve for me. Um, that was something when I first started at the museum, I was saying yes to everything. Um, and it ended up hurting me. Um, and that was something that I've, I've had to learn between Roper and, and Jim both, you know, telling me you can't just automatically jump and say yes. Every time you hear something, you know, you got to stop, pause, think about it. So that's been something the last three years that I've really had to work on. Um, like I said, just with the coaching things, I've been asked, uh, three times and every time my first instinct was heck yes, sign Mm -hmm. me up right now. You know, and I I had to take a step back and go, wait a second, you can't devote to this, what it deserves. Um, and so I think for me, it's, I almost make a list and I don't really do this, but in my head, I make a list of the things that are like, I have to have time for this because this is my job. And then I want to make time for this because this is something that fills my soul. And then here's some extras that if I have time to, I would like to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have to go through and I can't just say yes to all the things that I want to say yes to. And so figuring that out and also not feeling guilty about saying no, um, has been a big one for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still working on that one, but I've also had to realize that with that guilt, I can't, I can't, be upset with myself because I want to make sure that I do the task to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. And if I'm spreading myself too thin, I can't give my best to anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of helps me with that guilt a little bit is that, Hey, you know what, you've got to keep your cup full too. So you can keep pouring into the sport and pouring into others. And so the, the book that really helped me was boundaries. It's called boundaries. It's like a New York times bestseller. Um, I actually have it on audio and paperback. Um, mm. Lisa Ecola, Mike DeRose, um, widow partner, uh, gave it to me. Um, she gave it to me after we planned his celebration of life that we had at the museum. That was uh, one of the first big events we had at the museum when Jim and I got hired on. And, um, that has been almost kind of like a Bible for me. I've probably listened to it on tape or read it three times in the last three years. So it's, yeah, it's a great Mm -hmm. book. I highly (laughs) recommend it. If you have a hard time saying no and setting boundaries, please read that book. Mm -hmm. And it's called boundaries. And who is it by? Yes. Um, hold on one second. I'll tell you who it's by. So it is by Christian Pastoral Counseling, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And it's got over 4 million copies sold. So yeah, it's on to something. It says Mm -hmm. when to say yes, how to say no, to take control of your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can see, I can tell that would be difficult for you because you just want to help the sport of wrestling so much. So obviously, yeah, your instinct is yes, yes, yes. Cause I want to do everything I can, but yeah, that there is a fine line and hopefully sounds like you've maybe found it a little bit. Um, we're still in some gray area on that, but I'm definitely way better than I was three years ago. <laughs> Night and day difference from three years ago. Um, another question for you. What, what do you like to do 
besides wrestling? What do you have like something where you can separate for just a little bit to do something else? TV show, um, movies. Do you have a, you know, you have the book that you read, but is there something, another hobby you have? <laughs> so I don't really have any other hobbies, <laughs> um, but I do enjoy taking my dogs on walks. Um, mm-hmm. and I enjoy, uh, this summer Roper and I, um, turned our living room into a movie theater room. Um, mm-hmm. and we got like a, you know, a big screen TV in there and like the theater style seating and surround sound. And we have, thoroughly enjoyed watching tv shows and movies in there um you know we don't really go out to eat um but we'll do like date night in Mm -hmm. um and i think that's going to be really beneficial for this upcoming season we'll be able to have like a movie night you know um in or watch like a duel on tv you know Mm -hmm. i think we're both going to to really enjoy that um and then meditation i that's been that's mm-hmm. been a big key um, for me, like keeping anxiety and stuff under control and, and, uh, you know, trying to, I also have ADD. And so trying to, to get all the different tabs that are open in my brain consolidated a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? Um, so meditation, walking with my dogs and then watching TV and movies um, with Roper has been probably the only, about just about the only thing <laughs> in cooking. I enjoy cooking as Ooh, well. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, meditation kind of on that note, do you have like an app or how do you get into that meditative state? Um, so sometimes it depends if I have a lot going on and I can't just decompress, I will, um, scroll some YouTube and do some mindfulness or meditation videos depend just depending on what my mood is and what I'm trying, what state of mind I'm trying to get myself into. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm trying, if, I'm really anxious. Like I can feel like a panic attack or something coming on. We have this meta virtual reality set and I will uh, meditate while having it on, but like be at the beach or scuba diving, you know, like reality. And that can really like, that just puts me in a place. Um, If I'm like, have too many tabs open in my brain. I can't really do that. I have to have a guided meditation or a guided mindfulness, you know, so to Mm -hmm. say, um, for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and then if I'm just pure exhausted, I'll actually meditate in the bathtub. Um, I turn all the lights off, put some candles on and I'll have like background music, you know, like classical or like violin type music playing. Um, and that'll like usually get me ready to have a good night's sleep and kind of, just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds like you have a few different um, ideas that you go to depending on the mood or you know what you're feeling. That's that's good that you're very self-aware, very self-aware, which I think is a big deal in not only, you know, sports, but life, you know. Um, and then also you said that you cook. I got to ask, do you have a favorite food? What's yes, favorite pasta. Food? Pasta. Pasta. All day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Any certain type of pasta or just, you just, whatever you're feeling. Um, so I like lately I've been on this kick. It's like a raspberry chipotle. Um, it's like a cream sauce that we make and it's really good. It's got like peppers, like, um, like, uh, red and orange peppers in it. Um, and mushrooms and it's, yeah, it's, it's Mm. real good. Carrots got a little crunch with the carrots and, yeah. Really? Yeah. What yeah. kind I of noodle? Pancetta. Um, so it's got the ribbon, the little yeah. mini ribbon noodles. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Any Italians on here are probably gonna be like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's the pastas. But, yeah. <laughs> what about uh guilty pleasure food? You know, as wrestlers, as I'm sure you're aware, you know, they cut weight, and when they cut weight, you know, sometimes you're like, This is the food, this is the snack I have to have. What do you have one like that? Um, so yeah, I've got a couple, um, I've got a big sweet too. Um, so I love cinnamon rolls, um, love fresh cinnamon rolls that aren't like cooked all the way. You know, they're just a little gooey. Oh, yes. With cream cheese icing. And then I also really love, um, brownies also not cooked all the way, like a little gooey. Um, (laughs) and then I also really like peach cobbler. Oh, Interesting. Okay. Do you make, do you make your own pizza? Are you a baker too? Or are you just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I actually prefer baking over. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Peach cobbler. Mm. And then um, lastly, you also said you like to watch movies and TV shows. Do you have a favorite show or movie that maybe you turn on to help 
kind of because also along with ADD, sometimes putting on a specific show will be able to really kind of because I have that, too. So it helps me zone out and just center myself. Yes, absolutely. And so I've actually read into that. So shows that you like repeatedly go back to watch, right, that you've seen over and over, you know what's going to happen. So it calms your anxiety, right? You're not anxious about watching that. Yep. Um, so How to Train Your Dragon is one of <laughs> one of those for me. Um, uh. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. I also um, really enjoy... <laughs> true blood i love true blood um yes i I love it and um entourage i really like entourage a lot as well and and then one that roper and i are just like super into is yellowstone i mean so good Mm -hmm. is is that like they live in is that the montana like um yeah yeah jackson hole jackson hole okay wyoming okay yes are they coming out with a new season of that yes yes they are they are they are cool and oh and i also um oh where was i going with that i just had one. Oh well it'll come to me yeah <laughs> uh, yeah mine is um mine's the office that's the one i always put on and so when i noticed on your facebook profile you put assistant to the director i thought that was an office so i just kind of got a kick out of that <laughs> oh that's funny no 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 <laughs> um anyway uh yeah, this has been fun. Um, you're just a nice, fun, bubbly, warm person to talk to, and so this—that's why it's been so—it's been so fun. I can tell the passion from the sport, just your personality in general. It's just—it's just—it's—it um, exudes. Just what am I trying to say? Um, I can't help but be sucked in and uplifted by it. Again, you know you. <laughs> yeah Thank yeah you. i've bet. enjoyed it this yeah. has been great my cheeks are hurting from smiling yeah. so much <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> um one last question i have for you is i do introduce my guests by i play their walkout song or a song <laughs> that they identify with or whatever that they like you know that kind of defines them or whatever so if you were to have one what would it what would it be <laughs> one that my husband would not kill me for <laughs> he's gonna get a kick out of this so (laughs) let's do bossy bossy by keisha (laughs) he always plays that song whenever i'm getting a little too bossy with him really oh yeah oh yeah at least once a week he plays that song um i guess i should ask i I do want to ask what's what's it like being a coach's wife you know what's the dynamic like that because he is able to do what he can do because you are able i don't want to say you allow him but you're able to um do the things that you do that then in turn let him do what he can do you know you know what i'm trying to say yeah okay um so i i don't nag him um that's something that at least i try really hard not to nag him um and you know, I look at it as the sacrifices that I make with not with my time with him is a gift that I am giving to the guys. It's my gift to help them accomplish their goals. Right. And so I am doing that from a place of love in a place of I want to win. Like I tell people all the time and they don't believe me until Roper tells them I want to win more than Roper does. Um, and that's something a lot of that that stems from me not having the chance to compete is where that passion and that fire comes from. Um, but I want to win. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I'm not saying that it's all about winning because it's not all about winning. I'm not in it all the way for winning, but winning feels really good. Okay. And I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not going to sugarcoat that winning feels great. Mm -hmm. And if I have this goal of, I want us to win, I want us to be national champs and to, to be able to perform to the best of our ability all the time. Right. Then I have to make sure that I'm doing everything in my power to help us attain that goal. How can I expect these guys to go out there and make all these sacrifices to attain this goal and then me not do the same? I I have to. I have to do the, the same. And so the way that one of the ways that I do that is by not getting upset that I only see him for 30 minutes a day, you know, or that we're not even seeing each other. We're 
the only time we see each other is in our sleep, you know, that type Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, Because that is helping them to attain their goals. And um, it's a sacrifice that I make willingly. It's a sacrifice that I make with so much joy in my heart because I want, I want these guys to achieve that goal because that goal is my goal too, you know? Um, And so I look at it as, you know, it's, it's a group effort. We all mm-hmm. have to play our part. We all have to do our role. And if everybody does their role, then good things happen. If everybody mm-hmm. plays their role and does it with joy in their heart and for the right reasons. And then we are that much closer to being able to achieve the goal. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's more for me is I look at it as what is my role on the team and I need to fulfill my role to the best of my ability or what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I, I get it. You know, I'm married, so you know, I'm allowed, not allowed, but you know, the the things that I am able to do, um, like this podcast. You know, she helps, and she won't like me saying this. You know, she helps with the editing, um, putting you know, putting it together sometimes with the music, and she has that ear. Yes, um, that creative helped. side. Yes, yes. Um, social media posts. Yes. You know, she is really the brains behind that. She, again, won't like me saying that, but. It's she, a teamwork. It's right. teamwork. For sure. You're playing to your strengths and to her strengths. Mm-hmm. And because her strengths are not your strengths and you vice versa, right? And so mm-hmm. when you play to each other's strengths, that teamwork just gets you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, Lee or Roper, um, you know, he's the one out, out there on the mat and coaching in the corner, but without you, there is no coach in the corner. Yeah. You know, and I think that's important to, to realize, you know, behind every man, you know, is, is a woman that's still just as strong that is out there with him, you yep, know, cleaning the clothes, cooking the food, you know, all the things, taking yeah. care of the dogs. I take care of all that stuff during the season. So he, that's one less thing he has to stress about. So mm-hmm. he can just focus on coaching. I mean, he doesn't have, I mean, during the season, he has nothing else to focus on except for coaching. Like I'm the one who has to remind him to eat and stuff. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> have you ate? Like last week when I was gone, he, I'm pretty sure he only ate three meals because I pre-bought stuff, you know, and like put it in there and I came home and I was like, there's still food. <laughs> I was like, did you just see the dogs and you not eat? He was like, I was working really hard, Becca. <laughs> I can't leave. You don't eat. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Do you, uh, are you a meal prep family? No. no I mean, okay. I'll do like, I'll maybe meal prep like three or four dinners and freeze them, but I'm not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. Again, thank you for sitting down and chat with me. This has been great. Yeah. And if um, I'm back that way, you know, I'm from there, so I'll maybe swing on by and request well requested to her maybe but you said jim is the man so yeah at least at least just pop in and say hey and oh please do we love to have visitors like Mm -hmm. anybody listening please come we love to have visitors um most weeks we're open monday through friday from 10 to 4 um every now and then of course there are exceptions because we go to nationals and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so check our social media pages and our google it will let you know if we're open or closed but Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, Monday through Friday from 10 to 4. And we would love to have anybody. We'd love to show you around. Um, you know, we, we love people. Yeah. We love people. <laughs> Especially uh, wrestling people. <laughs> yes, yes. I will put, post. Do you guys have like a, do you have a Facebook page? Do you have um, a website? I didn't check to see. Okay. I'll, I'll post that in the show notes and everything. So everyone, you know, if they're watching or reading this on, you know, their phone, they can, they can pull it up and see your hours and everything and all the information and find information on, on you as well. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate course. that. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, again, I appreciate you sitting down and, um, heck yeah, man, this was yeah. fun. This was great. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. It's yeah. For real though. My cheeks. I'm like, <laughs> to be honest, mine are too a little bit. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Becca Roper, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. 
please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Lastly, don't forget to check out the show notes for more information about the Gear Up campaign and visit their website. Again, that website is national.beatthestreets.org slash let's talk wrestling. Take care and we will see you next time.